say the least that I have not yet done an entry for this film simply because I think it's fantastic. Um, I also think that it might have something to do with the fact that this came out a year prior to me starting the podcast, which, you know, if that's the case, then that's the case. What are you going to do? However, it is Halloween, and if we're talking about really, really good horror movies, I can't not talk about The Invisible Man from 2020. This was such a great version of this story, and they modernized it so well that it's really upsetting that this was the end of what Universal was trying to create as being the Dark Universe. Now, what the Dark Universe was, was this retelling of all of the Universal monster stories that um, uh, Universal Studios has the rights over. Dracula, The Mummy, Frankenstein, all of those films. Now, this, the, the attempt to create this Dark Universe, this realm of films where they all sort of came together, all of these different films, was meant to sort of start with, um, from what, they be- what they're trying to say, is that it was meant to have started with The Mummy reboot uh, with Tom Cruise from 2017. However, you can trace their attempts at this all the way back to Van Helsing in 2004 with Hugh Jackman. Now, maybe that wasn't in direct correlation with what they wanted to do when it came to the Dark Universe. But because The Mummy failed so hard while they were really promoting the idea, The Mummy was technically the last film in the Dark Universe realm. And then the standalone film, the first standalone film outside of that was then turned into the Invisible Man movie. But what also was incorporated into that was The Wolfman from 2010 with uh, Benicio Del Toro and also um, Dracula Untold uh, from 2013 to 2014 uh, with uh, Luke Evans. So those were meant to all be movies that took place sort of in this same realm of retelling of Dracula, retelling of uh, The Wolfman, the retelling of The Mummy, and then the retelling of The Visible Man, and they were supposed to do something with Frankenstein, and then they were supposed to do something with Frankenstein meets The Wolfman. It was meant to be this really big, elaborate way of trying to capitalize on what Marvel was doing, and Universal was trying to do it with their their um, uh, Universal creatures. It did not work. And The Mummy is definitely a, a point an, a point an example of what not to do with a reboot. And this is a prime example of what to do with a reboot. Now, this is such a great film. Based on characters that were created by H.G. Wells back for the original Invisible Man, which was 30s or 40s, I think. And way before the technology or even the idea of the science fiction was there to really grasp what could be done, you know, in the original, it was a serum. It was that he injected his body and then his body became translucent in a way. And then the only way you could see him is if he wrapped himself with bandages. So he would wrap himself with bandages and they would put on these fun, funky looking glasses. And that's how people usually imagine the Invisible Man. So how did they reimagine it? For this one that they did in 2020. Well, they took the sci-fi aspect of it and made it more so connected to, oh, 
the guy who's able to be invisible, this lady's husband, he is this genius certified, uh, te te technologically advanced, like capable person. Like he's this engineer who's just doing all this crazy stuff with electronics that he has created this quote unquote cloaking technology. And the whole movie is based around his obsession with his, at the beginning of of the film, girlfriend played by Elizabeth Moss. Now, Elizabeth Moss's character is in an abusive relationship with this engineer boyfriend. And it's very much a traumatic experience for her that she's trying to escape. The film starts with her escaping. So now as she escapes, she knows that he's wealthy. She knows that he's an engineer and she knows that at the beginning she did actually, you know, love him. But of course he became abusive and he became, you know, what it was that he turned into to eventually lead her to running away from him. So she escapes and she hopes that she is nowhere to be found by him. And then all of a sudden she starts getting sort of haunted by what is this being sort of that is messing with her in that and she's living in this house that's um the house of a friend of hers with her daughter with his daughter and she's got the sister who's also kind of involved and it's just this winding road of her sounding crazy because of course nobody can see anything that's happening but she somehow has this gut feeling that it is the boyfriend um whatever his name is in the film i can't remember it now but whatever he was into whatever his what he was getting paid for the he is an engineer so somehow he she gets that he's been able to make himself invisible and she doesn't get how and it's just this real roller coaster of a ride and just the 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 visual effects and the tension it's just all so well done if this was what was going to kick off the dark universe we would be in a different scenario and we'd be talking differently about what the Dark Universe would have become. It shouldn't have been The Mummy. But I know that they were really focused on Tom Cruise being like this, maybe the sort of star of what they were trying to build. Fuck all of that. It should have been The Invisible Man. This was done so, so well. And it's just a, a shining light on what makes a good reboot. When you want to modernize it and you want to modernize it the right way, and you want to make it where it's still true, sort of, to its source material. Now, again, the original source material has nothing to do with an abusive husband or any of that stuff. It's just something to do... I don't even remember the original Invisible Man. But, I mean, I do. what I do remember is I remember the Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man, and that was a lot of fun. And that was about this boxer who was trying to make um bud into this boxer as well so he was like i'll be invisible and we'll make we'll make a little chubby costello into this amazing boxer because i'm actually fighting and he's not it, it was it was really funny for what is what you're expecting from Abbott and costello but i don't remember the original black and white invisible man too much um but then you have like the hollow man and the hollow man is another good reimagining of that because it it really plays into the idea that when the original was talking about this idea of serum and being able to inject yourself with something that did make you quote-unquote translucent there could be side effects to that 
with this film, there are no side effects. You're just talking about some psycho-abusive asshole who's really smart and rich and has the technology to do whatever the fuck he wants. And then you you see it when, when you actually see how he does it. It's so amazing because it seems possible. It seems possible. And I think that's what also adds a little bit of tension is that how he does it seems very much possible. When she's in the house, when she breaks back into the house she broke out of and she finds his like lab and she sees the room where the suit is being held and she sees the suit and all it is is these mini cameras that are just creating this optical illusion of bouncing like light and reflecting the surfaces of different areas to make it look as if it was see-through and it's so fluent that you don't see any sort of translucidness in anything that's standing in front of you the technology the, the technological aspect of it is very very amazing but also very very unsettling because it adds another layer of realism to it because you never know if that's something that's possible or not i mean i know i might be talking dumb right now thinking that oh yeah being invisible is possible i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that the the way the technology works like all of our advances when it comes to what we are capable of doing technological wise we keep going better and better and things keep getting better and bigger and we we don't even see a lot of the better stuff until they commercialize it like the internet was made for the military and then they were like oh everybody could use this and then they allowed the the population to have the internet that's with almost everything. Almost all the technology that we eventually get, it in some way, shape, or form had some sort of military background to it where it was a, it was originally funded to be done by them and then eventually we did get it. So he makes these optic suits and he's doing it for the military in some capacity and he just so happens to be a psychotic, abusive boyfriend and that's what he decides to use it for to go at. I guess when you explain it like that, it actually is pretty dumb. But it plays to the story well. And it is something that's kind of also realistic in its own way as well. I mean, how many times do you hear stories about just abusive men that just can't let go of the woman that they're abusing? You know, even if they want to just leave, they just really hooked on them. And what are the great lengths they do? They go to their their work, they slash their tires, they show up at their family's house, they they do crazy, ridiculous, and out of this out of their mind things because they were not right in the head. And this also lets you see like, oh, here's a dude who's really smart, he's really wealthy. He's like a he, he's really a, like a genius. Like being the engineer that he is to create the way the suit is meant to be portrayed in this environment, in this universe that they created for the movie, he is a genius. And he's also a psycho. And sometimes those two aren't separate. And I think that play on that and modernizing it with that for this film, it's just start to finish. It's just so, so good. It's just so, so good. Elizabeth Moss is great in her role. Start to finish. I just wish that we had gotten more of the Dark Universe. I was really into the idea of the Dark Universe and the fact that they kind of dropped it because the mummy was such a such a shit show i actually haven't even seen the mummy yet i don't think it's worth it at all from ev everything i've heard that makes it sound like it's horrible it doesn't make me intrigued to watch it any sooner so i'm in no rush to watch it i'd rather watch the original brendan fraser 
mummy movies those are way better uh in, in my mind so i'll watch those before i watch the new tom cruise one but eventually i'm gonna want to because i'm pretty sure i've seen almost everything else in the dark universe or what sorry what should have been the dark universe and if we're looking at all of those films as a whole if they waited until after the success of the invisible man to give dark universe a shot i think it would have i think it would have blew up i think dark universe would have been a real contender in the idea of shared universes it would have been right up there with the conjuring universe you know or even the mcu i truly believe that because the invisible man is a great foundation builder for what should have been done for these films and the fact that they didn't give it the opportunity because of the mummy it it, it sucks it really does suck but we have this to look back on and say hey at least they did invisible man justice you know they did this film a lot of justice and they did H.G. Wells justice as well, I guess you could say.